love, that ever-flowing liquid fire of life, ever-expanding and illuminating truth, which is always revealed with wisdom, a spiritual nutrient necessary for vitality that is maintained through selflessness, a filter of ether that aids purity, which is love. Love, a limitless paper lantern floating into infinity on the intentions and actions of initiates of the mysteries. All right, welcome everybody. We have Beverly McDonald co-hosting with us today. Beverly, how you doing? Amazing, amazing. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for coming back on. Hopefully this time the uh, internet gods don't trash our conversation. We had recorded another conversation that was... That was pretty epic, by the way. It was, <laughs> but it was just for us. It was. Maybe, I, maybe sometime when I have extra time, we'll sit down and try to pull out some snippets of it or something. It would probably be weird. Yeah. It it would be. There might be a little <laughs> one minute blur blurbs blurbs. <laughs> Get out of I think it sounds better in our heads, and probably if we actually listen to it and be like, "Oh God, it wasn't really that good anyway," so we'll just let that's it be our mind. <laughs> that's that's fair too. It'll be our uh, vernacular sacrifice. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so we're gonna do. A daily reading from this 365 Dow book to start kind of I'll let you share on it first if you have anything to say after I read it and then um, get, I'll say something if I have anything to say and we'll get into your tarot uh, thing. <laughs> Sounds okay. good. This is day 215 of the year this will be uh, posted later but for all intents and purposes whatever. Um, <laughs> it's declined. Fog chills heaven to gray, nights come earlier. Everyone knows decline, but few discern its border. Although it is summer and there are many warm months to come, it is possible to sense that the heavens are already turning downward. Nearly, nearly imperceptibly, the fruit is ripening on the trees and the nights are lengthening once again. It is too early to talk of autumn, and yet the next season is on its way. Why do we never prepare for decline? We all realize that it's a valid phenomenon. We know about the fall of empires, the aging of heroes, the lessening of our own skill, but we are not always aware of its approach. We often realize too late that we are in a period of decline, and so we are unprepared. It takes a wise person to perceive the moment when things begin to change. Summer does not fade away in a day. Our actions must accord with the times. Just as the decline of summer is gradual, so too should our actions be commensurate with the pace of change. Even though decline may be approaching, we must gauge how quickly or how slowly events are moving. If we are too hasty, like someone who notices the first cool breeze and immediately dons winter clothing, we will be overreacting. It is important to think of decline as something natural and inevitable. Therefore, there should be no emotional values attached to it. It sim simply happens, and that is all. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, today had, like, a weird energy, so I was excited to hear what that, um, that reading was. And, yeah, I don't know. It makes it makes sense because you do, you do feel, like, the seasons start to change. Um, of course, I'm in Southern California, right? So, like, that's kind of not a thing we don't really have 
like seasons, but I did live in Canada for a year. So I did do the seasons thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I did get really bad SADS, like seasonal affective disorder. That's actually how my awakening started was um, being in that harsh environment. And so, yeah, I can totally, it kind of brought me back there of, God, yeah, I was such a um, fish out of water with the harshness of change. Mm -hmm. um, coming from how I grew up, my parents are like really attached, attachment, attachment, attachment to everything. Like they're hoarders. We have so much stuff. It's unbelievable. And then um, kind of, I think, Southern California, not we kind of easily flow into the seasons versus having harsh seasons that really it changes uh, your mentality mm -hmm. I, I, because I got both sides of it um, being on the East coast for a while. And then, and then coming back home and being raised here, obviously. Yeah. I don't, my, I don't do well with harsh changes. I'm, I'm much more gradual go with the flow Pisces mm -hmm. <laughs> Southern Californian. <laughs> Yeah, um, for me, it's like growing up in Ohio, there really is that harsh, abrupt change. And I've been noticing that the mornings are cooler. Um, the summer, like the sun in the daytime is hotter. But it's yeah. like, I can tell that there's a shift. And in my personal life, there's this big shift. And kind of like we were talking about before we started recording too, about people passing, things changing, getting older too. It's like that kind of decline. Um, yeah. But I've also kind of lived in Northern California where there's not really as dramatic of a change there as it is here. And it it almost threw me off somewhat. And I, I've, I really think that seasonal affective disorder is something that's more of like an astrological sickness in some senses. Yeah, totally. No, totally. Because it's where you are. It's the placement, really. It's not really the, um, the weather. It's, it's kind of where you are in space. Yeah, like when that when that first came to me, I was going through like my spiritual awakening too. But it was like a part of mental my mental illness or whatever that I had or whatever yeah. people want to call it. Um, but right. I, it was such like a profound thing for me to be like, this is like an astrological illness. It's not really specific to so much of the climate or like anything. I don't know. It was just a weird thought, but I really I really liked that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I agree with you there because I mean I lived in um Europe as well and I lived in Amsterdam, which rains constantly, and like that didn't I was fine. Mm -hmm. It was something about Toronto, like specifically being in the city and then the harsh weather. It was like a combination of everything. Totally had to do with physically where I was. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um are you ready for your first card? Yes. Okay. This one is your anchor card. It kind of ties all the other cards that are going to come after it together. Um, there'll be one card later on that's a little bit more powerful than this one that's similar, though. Oh, nice. Ooh, birds, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, of course. Birds. <laughs> and that's 19 of the major arcana. So in the uh, Smith weight deck, that would be the sun card, if I'm not mistaken. Awesome. Cool. So what image or images stand out to you the most? I mean, the bird was the first thing that you said. Immediately. Well, because, I mean, hello, like, my dad's a falconer. We have, like, birds. Or I just released, like, my first bird um, that we were caring for. 
And like, yeah, there, there's a whole lot of level there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so what does the uh like the eagle there symbolize to you personally what what is freedom. That freedom absolutely yeah wings um the freedom of being able to go everywhere I, I i came across this quote uh yesterday it was like um my heart craves roots yet my mind has wings and i can't stand their bickering or something to that effect Mm. And yeah, that's totally how I feel. It's like I, a half of me would like love to be like the white picket fence, the family, the, the whole nine. And then there's this other part of me that like has to just have the freedom of being able to go, go, go whenever I want to. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's like I was always the traveler and now I kind of want more, more roots in some ways, but I'm also like, that's kind of like a prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like, like a cage task to be like I'm gonna have roots for the rest of my life I'm gonna live here with this person and like that that's it's daunting to think about that way whereas I think if I'm just gonna travel and see new places for the rest of my life mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah something else that sticks out to me about this card is it's like the eagles and and like the fire and the sun and it's almost like a phoenix symbol in lots of ways with like exactly that burningness of it um there's that like light um, yellow energy, which like the yellow is like creativity. Um, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, yellow, yellow is a color of creativity. Yes. And then there's like, the, yeah, like power to like energy, vitality. And then there's like that red, which is like, um, I can't think of the word for it right now. Cleansing, burning away. Yeah. And it's like, there's that whole thing, red, red sky at night, sailors delight. To me, it looks like that sun is setting in lots of ways too. Totally, yeah. Ties into the reading of kind of like decline, but like a freedom from that decline also. Totally, yeah. Like get yourself out of it, right? There is something on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because every decline, there's like a new, a new birth. And that goes back into like that concept of the phoenix and like that whole cyclical change of, of seasons too. And then there's like all this um a vitality and energy of the people down there dancing and celebrating that kind of release and that freedom and exactly it's like the sun has just dawned again by you know symbolized by the bird coming through and there yeah yeah that's I, I like that card it's a good start i would say but that's kind of like an experience you've had lots of times in life i would say is like finding that freedom and releasing and kind of having other elements of yourself celebrating and people celebrating that with you. I'm going to read. That would be the up, right? That card would be like the up and where's the, yeah, we need like the declining card. <laughs> yeah. Right. I kind of feel like the sun's declining, but the bird's going up. So it's like that Piscean opposite direction in some ways. Yeah. 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 I see that. I see that. I like that. Um, so the book here says the dance of the sun, everything is full of light for those who know how to see it. Clarity of vision, vital warmth, new life, brotherhood, unconditional love. Ooh. That's a good start. I love that. That's a beautiful start. And now your next card is going to be um, your past card. Ooh, fun. Ooh, she's amazing. Oh, wow. My past was, that looks amazing. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I like how she's kind of dark too, right? Because like the dark hair and the dark like uh, thing she's got behind her. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, hi. Super <laughs> dark past. <laughs> um, but I like that she's represented as the white, right? Like the the light on the other side, maybe the, the past, the dark is behind her and she's mm -hmm. walking through and uh, and now tapped into the light. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, walking towards the light, turned her back on the darkness. Like, I'm not even afraid of you, darkness. You can just go back there and do what you're gonna do, but you're not gonna mess with me no more. And, and it's like her hair stays black, right? So she like, rep she recognizes that there's still, like there's always gonna be shadow. There's always going to be shadow that we need to accept and 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 live with and and make a comfortable roommate with. Totally. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and if you don't have shadow, you don't have light, really, in my own opinion. Exactly. Yeah. You need you that. Yeah, you need that oppositional force. Um, looking at this closely too, you might not be able to see it. Her robe is like a peacock thing, so it's like <laughs> that darkness is full of beauty in lots of ways. Wow. Yeah, yeah, like she's got like multiple levels of the peacock feather, right? Like uh, opening mm -hmm. up, seeing all the different levels of personality, i.e. peacock feather. And then like her wand is is like a piece of coral, it looks like. And one of the things for me, um, when I was mentally ill, I had, there's that old saying like off the deep end. And I was always like, I'm not off the deep end. I'm in the ocean. Like I'm in the Marianas <laughs> Trench. And yeah, it kind of is like that's from your own experience of not maybe going that way, but kind of being in that deeper end of the pool where. Well, I'm a Pisces, so oh, ocean, the water, the deep, yeah, the deep emotional aspect of a Pisces. Totally, yeah. That I wouldn't be surprised if that card has something to do with Pisces. Yeah, there's also if you look closely, those aren't little birds around her; those are all little fish. Okay, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> a Pisces-related card. <laughs> yeah, and they're little goldfish, and some are swimming opposite directions. And then there's all those crystals around her. Wow. Yes, that is, she, she, I love her. Uh, it's, it's such a beautiful card. And there's, a beautiful card. There's like little cherry blossoms or something in, in the clouds or smoke, too. And wow. And then, like you said, her hair is like that, that bluish color. Blue is a color of spirituality, too. So it's like she is spirituality. <laughs> like, yes, yes, yes. I love it. I yeah, love it's it. like that darkness dialed you in with everything. Exactly. It just gets, it gets melded in. It's, it's part of, you, you got to, it's unconditional love, right? Like you got to love it all. <laughs> yeah, you can't be whole if you don't incorporate the darkness, which is one of the things that I really struggled with for a long time. I still do. I still do. Yeah. I do at times too. I judge myself when I'm, when there's like this little broken boy in me that acts a certain way and I'll be like, no. And it's just like, well, okay. I need to not do that, but I just need to love him and be like, I understand that you did that. You don't yeah. need to do that. That's old behavior that you're still acting out on, which totally. doesn't fit in this situation. See, your human pet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I like that. I am my human pet. <laughs> Bad human. Um, yes, <laughs> but that's judgment. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Well, then I have to be like, it's okay to say bad human, because if I say that I'm bad for saying bad human, it's... <laughs> and then I've just judged you for being judgy. It's like, ew. Oh, yeah, Next right? <laughs> Let me read the uh, description of this one, and we'll get to the present. Um, it's Queen, Mother of the Seas. So that would be uh, Queen of Cups, if I'm not mistaken, in, yes. uh, in regular 
Smith Wade Tarot. And yeah. that is person with great power of imagination, full of resources, love for nature, emotionalism. Yeah, Pisces. <laughs> yeah, I'm Pisces too. So it's cool that we share that. Like, I like. Oh, that. oh, yeah, that's right. You are. I've met so many Pisces lately, like in my practice, even like my clients. Freaking weird. We're finding each other. We need a lot of help. <laughs> we do because we're so emotional. We're like, the, the world has just gotten like heavier, especially in this Leo time. Mm. The world is heavy for us Pisces. <laughs> this card has been coming up a lot in readings lately, and it's yeah? interesting with how much I shuffle. Ooh, that looks negative. <laughs> it's that decline card kind of that you were talking there about. There we go. We needed it. We needed it. And how yeah. I position these cards, the past is to the left, and this is directly under the anchor. Okay. <laughs> so if you look at it like holistically, it looks... I love that. That's whole. I like to make a picture of everything. <laughs> totally. No, that's awesome. Yeah, so that card is interesting. I can't like really, there's like a tree and like something dangling. Is that a person? Yeah, it's a person hanging by their feet. Nailed it. Okay. There's a story in that card. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, um, like in uh, Smith Waite, this would be the hangman. Right. He's hanging up to down from the tree, too. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the stuff around it. Like, what? Oh, those are people? Is that, are they, like, in rituals? Yeah, there's, like, shaman down there passing, like, a peace pipe um, next to a fire, and there's, like, a rock. Oh, cool. Okay, What's... yeah. So they're doing some kind of ritualistic something under the hangman. Got it. Mm -hmm. With the red moon. Yeah. It's that red sky at night again. Thing. Yeah, I like that. Like, a fire burning the trees mm -hmm. in the back even. yeah um so what stands out to you the most on this one um well because i couldn't wrap my head around the tree for so long the tree okay yeah like and it keeps drawing me back i mean i look at the other stuff but something about the way that the tree is arcing and the way that it's like spiraled around it looks very gothic mm. and that catches my eye big time Okay, I mean, the easy interpretation for that to, to, would be the, uh, like, the tree of life kind of concept. And if I'm not mistaken, it's Dayoth that's, like, on the, in the Kabbalah that's kind of like the non-existent non uh, Sephiroth, however you pronounce it. It's, like, in between two of them, but it's, like, a transitory one that, oh. it's kind of like the Dark Knight of the Soul card, or Dark Knight of the Soul um, part of the Kabbalah tree of life, if I'm not mistaken. And I nice. But to me, this kind of represents that too, where it's like this patience where you're kind of in a transitional stage, whether or not you know it. Um, and it might be like a decline of where, where you're at with where you're going to be. So it, it is kind of like this just hanging around. I, I like the hanging around element because it's literally what the dude's doing. But it's like you're hanging around and part of what you have to do is hang around. Um, Erica Middlemas had this card last week too. Nice. For her, it's like the uh, the butterfly in the cocoon in lots of ways. No, it makes like perfect sense. Totally. Yeah, and it's uncomfortable because you're down there, kind of like waiting the trees off in the distance, like you're burning. <laughs> over the yeah, yeah, or just like finding things to do, smoking a pipe or whatever, <laughs> killing yeah, <right>. time. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, that card speaks to me big time. Yeah, and it's like if you look here, there's that's kind of like the dead, withered tree in some ways. But if you look in the background, there's all that life going on back life. there, too. And so it's kind of like it creates its own tree of life. 
right? Like with the way that the tree comes and loops, loops around and the hangman and then like feeds into the moon and the other trees, it's kind of like creating its own. Oh, I like that. In my I didn't head. even touch that. No, I get it. No, I get it totally. <laughs> That's one of the things I enjoy about this is getting other people's input in the way that they see it because it gives me a different understanding, but it is, it's like very much, yeah. and like color wise too, it's almost partially like the yin yang in lots of ways as well. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's got a lot of levels. Yeah, I like that. And I like that because, like, I have a, you know, tree of life on my arm. Like, that's... I didn't know that. I'm big into tree of life, and yeah, <laughs> and tree, it's Celtic. Like, I'm Irish and Scottish and very, very Celtic. So, yeah, I love that. Awesome. It's one of my more favorite cards. Um, I'm going to read the description from this i'll actually send you the link with fuller descriptions to these cards cool. too yeah uh, so that was major arcana 12 Ooh. initiation the sacrifice of a part of oneself in favor of the world of the spirits necessary moments of pause reflection a new vision of things so i don't know what you're sacrificing right now maybe uh, yeah well i mean we're what we both sacrifice a lot like we live with our parents right <laughs> to like better our personal journey in life and like you know build um careers that we can be proud of and really help people so yeah i mean in a way it's sacrifice but i'm also i love it i don't look at it as sacrifice i look at it as opportunity yeah cohabitation but, I mean, really gets a negative look at it as sacrifice like that's the reality is society is gonna see what like oh you're 34 and live with your parents that's like damn but i'm happy it makes so much more sense like cohabitation does get such a negative view but like if you look at it from like a resource perspective we're using less energy wasting less money on things um yeah it's more environmentally sound in, in many different capacities. Plus it's a matter of being able to help people and being able to build that community and not be so much. We overvalue this concept of being the loner in some ways or yeah. being what we call, I can't think of the term right now because I'm like partially brain dead today. Um, <laughs> Self-sufficient is kind of like just another way of being e egoic not to, not to like bastardize an ego, but it can be misconstrued as a positive trait when in reality, learning to cohabitate and being there for other people is a lot more beneficial. Exactly. And I mean, I like, there's a lot of people in the rat race. There's a lot of injured healers out there that do what we do. And we're just trying to not do that. Like I be in a good place. I require this right now. Yeah. I'd rather go slow than rush things. Totally. Yeah. Authentic with myself as well as everyone I come in contact with. It's very, mm -hmm. that's far more important to me than what, you know, my neighbor might think about me. Yeah. John Q. Public, not so much concern. They can go watch uh, the Kardashians on, I don't even right. know even on TV anymore, but <laughs> are they? I don't know. I did have I, they died yet? I don't know. <laughs> I just found out about who they were like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> let's not give them any more publicity that yeah, card's pretty <laughs> brought to you by the kardashians now i'm waiting for my our, my paycheck i'll get sued for saying their name and not saying trademark after this <laughs> this, this is your future card Ooh, that looks fun is there a city in that because there is a city in it <laughs> i've been there done that 
Maybe that's where all the crabs are coming out of the oh, city. The crabs. Those are crabs. I was Crab just like people. zooming in on those. I'm like, oh, those are crabs. It kind of looks like Toronto because like even one of the buildings has a pillar that's like the CN Tower, which was in my front yard. Hmm. That's kind of weird. That almost like I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> closer to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, like how she's sitting on the rock, like disconnected from it. <laughs> They also have like a drum in their hands that they're playing to like call the crabs and stuff. Oh, I see. Yeah. What is above it? Is that like a UFO? <laughs> like what is that? Oh, right here. Yeah. That's actually just the symbol of the suit. Oh. So it's of the suit of drums, which is pentacles and Smithwaite. Oh, cool. Okay. And she's sitting on like a rock. Yep. And there's kind of actually like a little face in it, which I never noticed before. Yeah. Well, the thing in the corner is curious. It's like an egg or something. Like It looks like a carving. Well, it so could be an egg. If that's how you see it. One of the things I like to point out, like when people see things, how they see it says more, more than like really what it is in lots of ways. Totally. Yeah. No, it looks like a, curve, a carving of like wood that was like chiseled out or something. It's kind of interesting with like a little face. So like with, with the egg thing, um, mm -hmm. I would say that maybe you're going to birth into a more holistic way of incorporating that kind of natural spiritual element into cityscape somewhat. Um, yeah, totally. Ooh, that's fun. And I've been told that actually before. That's one of the things I like about these cards is that they kind of, like some of them really focus on incorporating that spirituality into um, cities. And one of the yeah. uh, concepts, I think it was Terrence McKenna, he could be somebody else, but they talked about how we kind of make it seem like cities are artificial, but like beavers build dams. Um, so if people build cities, we're naturally building like a beaver dam. It's just a little bit more complex. We give them a yeah. bad name and, and yeah. they're really imbalanced in lots of ways with how they currently are, but they can't get better balanced until we incorporate more of that spiritual holistic nature into them in lots of like uh, cities like Seattle or Portland. Have you been to those cities? They really incorporate like a lot of nature into it. Um, from what yeah. I, I've heard that. That's yeah. I really want to move to Portland because of like that vibe and and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you said you saw Toronto here. Um, mm -hmm. Well, it's just interesting because the way the card is set up, it's like I'm sitting on the island and looking back at Toronto, the city, which I used to go to the island quite a bit. And so it's like the water is, it's just, it's very, yeah, it, it totally, because of the point on that one building, it just reminds me of the CN Tower. Okay. Um, and I mean, Toronto is where my awakening started and it's like where I'm, I'm starting my book at. So it's like, it's, it's a very um, uh, loaded place for me. One thing I would say then is maybe in the future, you either need to go back there and visit again, even though it might not be something that you want to totally. do. Yeah. Or it might be something where you just kind of need to, because it's kind of like a meditative pose. Their eyes are closed. Yeah. Just sit there and kind of meditate with it and see what little things kind of pop up out of the sand, like the little crabs. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things irking me to go back there, so... I mean, then, not even physically, but like in my mind, yeah. Totally. And then if we, hold on, how would this be arranged? If you look at it this way. Yeah. 
So it's kind of like you had that whole spiritual experience, especially if you relate it to Toronto. Now you're in this hanging out period. And then in the future, your back's kind of turned to the hanging out and, and like the darkness and you're looking back on that time, just kind of like peaceful and tranquil, the water's calm and like, I think that that'll be something that'll really kind of help you in lots totally. of Totally. I don't, let me hold them up so to see if there's anything you can pull from it. It's hard to hold up all four cards, but. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, no, uh, I, I totally see that. Yeah, that other order. There you go. Um, yeah, I can totally, totally see that progression. Even I feel myself even into that final third card, but also like I go back and forth of the third and the second card all the time. I mean, that's life, the cycle of back and forth to those two cards, really. Mm -hmm. yeah the thing too about like the past present and future that I, I always like to throw out there if I do a reading is like none of these are necessarily distinctly at one time either because time isn't we right. perceive time in a linear fashion but it's not really that way all these can come up again well and it even like not even just this life right even not even in Toronto it's like my life cycles of this you know feeling like it's my last life anyway like in a body like I truly want to ascend and not have to get stuck in this rebirth cycle anymore and so i can yeah i can totally see that like progression even that way mm -hmm. i guess the other way to look at this card too is maybe like you further distance yourself from cities and you kind of reflect on it and you still have some kind of connection with it totally uh, yeah. but you're removed from it and like the stone thing is kind of like that earth spirit um, connecting with the earth spirit and um, the little crabs. Are <laughs> I don't view them in a negative way, but I can't find a way to tie them. In. It's kind of like, they're like little nature spirits. Like, yeah, bang that they drum. Like trails of thought. Okay. That's a good way to look at it. Like, Maybe. um, like divine intervention coming through that way or I don't know. Just the, no, I like, like that. Real stream of thought. I like that. No, that makes sense. It's kind of like they're a little bit pinchy or they can be a little bit pinchy if you yeah. don't cautious with them. <laughs> yeah. If you think about like how your negative thoughts can be a lot like crabs or some kind of spider or some, some type of creature that you don't appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to pull up three of pentacles and I'll give you your quintessence card. Um, do, 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 or no, three of drums, I'm sorry. It's yeah. rhythm. Evolution of a situation that has been stalling, which is interesting, especially right after the hanging around card. <laughs> right? I guess we're moving. Opportunities, deadlines. Uh, fun. Deadlines and op deadlines, that word, right? Did you have like an immediate energetic like to that word? Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't really care for the word deadline, but what it made me think of is... Uh, I wrote a song called Deadline at one point, and it was about thinking that I got a deadline to like source or to the, like my higher power at one point. Um, and that's what it made me think of. Yeah. Yeah, I think of it in terms of like my, because um, I worked in finance for eight years and I hear deadline and I'm like. Yeah, I've never really had like um, deadlines. I actually have a deadline that I'm trying to accomplish so much stuff before I start looking for like a traditional um, part-time job to kind of pay for expanding 
my yeah but like making your own deadlines like I have deadlines in my work too but it's totally different when it's like you want to do it you're imposing the deadlines on yourself <laughs> I mean and and you yeah. love what you're doing it's like well it's so different than like I've got to stream out this freaking 7,000 you know spreadsheet that I hate <laughs> I, I guess for me I, I see your point the thing for me is like with making a deadline for myself the issue becomes that sometimes I set unrealistic expectations of it. And because it's for me, I could easily push it back and still accomplish it. Like I get it set in my head. It has to be this way. If it's not this way, I'm going to fail. Everything's going to fall apart. And I wasted all my time. Sure. It's a little bit over the top. Heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. <laughs> but I, I have like <laughs> 32 years of conditioning that I'm like working on unconditioning. And yeah. September 2nd, I'll have like one year of deconditioning from a lot of it. Yeah, you got to put that in perspective. Like it really, enough people, you don't, we don't, I don't even do it. I try to, with awareness, like stop and, and pat myself on the back for like how far I've come. Because yeah, same, 34 years of conditioning and I've had three three years to try to undo that. And I, I'm, I'm phenomenally far on my path, but like Jesus Christ, I've, I've got a long way to go, but I've come so far. You have to like, you have to applaud those because that's huge. Mm -hmm. Because like the first eight, 10, seven years of it, you weren't even conscious of the stuff that you were storing. Yeah. So, I mean, figure you've got at least that much time to, to get out of it. You know? <laughs> it takes a long time. I mean, because you have to, condition the conscious responses that you've created or recondition them then you have to recondition the unconscious responses that you accumulated like you said in that first seven to eight years it's a shit ton those of are the kickers those are those are that's near impossible that's where i'm at now like in my spiritual growth of like trying to catch myself like before i say something i don't even mean right? But it's like so deep-seated that it's like, oh, I've felt that way since I was born because that's how my mom feels. That's how my dad feels. And that is a very, that's why the hangman like super makes sense for me because yeah, being in that state, I feel like I've been in that state for a long time and I don't feel like I'm making any progress with it. <laughs> I can't just, it feels like throat chakra stuff all mm. the time, all day, every day. So it's a daily conscious thing. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that you're like, you have to be making progress in it because if you, there is no standstill in that spiritual sense, you're either progressing or regressing. And if you're not getting worse, you're getting better because you're not getting worse. <laughs> That's it. And the, then the less you're thinking about how you're doing, the better you're doing because you're not judging yourself and you're not like, oh God, I'm not there yet. It's just let it go. Oh, totally. That's <laughs> where I always trip up. It's It's like, I'll get in this mindset of like, um, oh no, I'm just being, things aren't really great or things aren't really bad. How do I do this? Like, how, how am I going to get through this? And it's like, that's what I've been doing. But the second I, I focus on it, yeah. <laughs> but as soon as I, I'm aware of it, I, I freak out because that helps. <laughs> that's our conditioning. That is our conditioning. All right. We are so deep seated conditioned to say, oh, this works for me but maybe that'll work better. It's like, well, no, just stop it. This works for me. <laughs> yeah, this is, everything's going so great. How can I make it better? Or how can I make it worse so I can feel like I'm getting better because I yes. made a fall to shit? That is the human condition right there. <laughs> right. That is the human condition. 
<laughs> that we're so desperately trying to break free. <laughs> yeah, it's like the addict mentality. I always needed to be more. I can never just be. Yep. And yep. so for the quintessence card, I'm going to need your help because I'm okay. not the strongest at math. We have 19. We have 12. That would be 31, correct? 19, yes. Okay. Then we have 13 for the queen, which would make that 44, yes? Yes. Then we have the three of pentacles, which would make that 47. 47, yes. Okay, let me find 47 in this Tao Oracle deck. <coughs> Hopefully it's not the one I just threw on the ground. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> that one is the retreat. I like that card. Oh, it's retreating to the ground. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, get me away. Get away from me. I don't want you touching me. 47. It just retreats. It's what it does. <laughs> it's like a flock of geese it's really <laughs> fitting for like the decline too totally time of year it's gonna be one of the last cards in this deck it seems like <laughs> or i already passed it up and i just wasn't paying attention where the hell is it oh this is 47 oppression Ooh. restriction exhaustion depression um, depleted resources, <laughs> feeling cut off, punishment, confinement. Ooh. It's really positive. Wow. Whew. Okay, like what? Interesting. Oh, I like all the birds. Yeah, there is birds there. I never noticed that on that card. In the black, yeah. Oh, I'm going to always see the birds. Interesting. I, I mean, I, it's kind of, what's weird about that card <clears throat> is it kind of reminds me of the image that I meditate on. Hmm. Like, so when I meditate, I, or if, I, if I'm like sitting there meditating, I often don't sit and meditate. I usually do active meditations. But um, if I sit and meditate in my head, I have me sitting cross-legged like a Buddha or something and just staring at a white wall. Mm. Like that's how, that's the vision in my head and how I get everything to silence. Um, so it's interesting that that's the image on that card and then it's surrounded by birds. Yeah, I, I like that it, it resonates with you, and it's like... The image does, not so much the, like, really the sad nature of the words, but maybe there's something there that I'm, I'm blocking. These uh, cards, they're four-page long descriptions, and a lot of the times, wow. the words are just the easiest way to kind of generalize the, the deep nature of what it is. But if you notice, it's not necessarily a negative card because the person is in there harboring the light in the midst right. of all that darkness. Um, and the quintessence. Oh, the, symbols. the symbols on the side of the words. Like, I'm very curious by those symbols. Those are relative to the I Ching. Um, these ones are. Yeah. This that's one here, that's I like see. kind of like water go with the flow type thing, kind of, um, yeah. where you're going to have that that darkness this one to me like i don't know what that what these symbols actually mean like i haven't learned the symbols elements of this like symbol. i've seen them before that's the thing that's drawing me they're like egyptian symbols well these this is um these are based on the I Ching, if i'm not mistaken these they, they, i mean they obviously could be relative to other things as well because all that stuff is connected but yeah. i guess this one kind of reminds me of like a cup and it's like 
water well, yeah. takes the form of whatever you pour it into. So in some ways you have to be that light and contain it within you. I yeah, guess. totally. Yeah. Fill that space with light. I see that. That's just totally. my, like, that's my interpretation of without knowing what they're supposed to represent. Well, and even like how she's like, how she's harboring light, right? The fact that I'm a Reiki healer, like I literally use my hands to create connection to light and heal and that. So there's a love there. There's levels there. Yeah. And I, I guess if you view it that way too, the restriction, exhaustion, depression, depleted resources, feeling cut off, punishment, confinement, they don't necessarily have to be rel relative to what you internally have in lots of ways yeah yeah yeah. you're focusing with other people like those are the shadows and there's you in the middle of yeah. it like shedding that or, light yeah the, or even just the, the awakening process itself is like that card oh absolutely and that's the other thing the quintessence card it's relative to your whole experience and i and in my own opinion this is based on nothing this is just how i read but like yeah it, it's um relative to all your lives previously like in lots of ways as well so just because maybe you haven't had that intense of that experience in this life no it, i have yeah. <laughs> so it's like that stuff always stays with you because i almost feel like that's a prerequisite to have spiritual knowledge like yeah totally you can't, it's not all sunshines and rainbows and anybody that thinks it is is wait till they get to the next level of it i get <laughs> and they're not digging deep enough is what they're not doing they're they're in the pink cloud you know the pink cloud of recovery oh yeah so that's that's the spiritual pink cloud it's everything's perfect i've found all my demons they're healed <laughs> and it's been three months all right i'm never gonna do anything bad i'm just going to lock all that darkness away and be yep. positive and not yep. realize that all the darkness is gonna plot against me and cause a bunch of problems <laughs> yeah shadow work yeah is never done shadow work is never done that's lifelong work <laughs> i'd rather i'd rather keep it like in front of me or keep it by my side so i can keep an yeah. eye on it that's it that's the awareness <laughs> yeah that's 98 percent of it <laughs> being aware and then yeah using your awareness to choose what you want to focus on that's yeah that that's the ticket yeah. mm -hmm. and it's kind of like no matter what i take out darkness wise something else will spring up because if it if it didn't i wouldn't have a purpose to be here if i well, wasn't exactly myself. exactly you'd be done if there wasn't more to learn then you'd be exiting stage left sooner that's, than later yeah and it's, it's like it's one of the things i have a really hard time with in the spiritual community sometimes is people make it seem like they've overcome every problem they no longer have any problems and they can part all this wisdom but it's like you're teaching people and maybe this is just from my limited perspective, I'll throw that caveat out there because I obviously haven't experienced everything, but you're giving people um, a limited, they're, they're giving people a limited perspective in the sense that it's like, you you will reach this point of where everything falls away. And it's like, I had moments like that, a yeah. moment, but it's like, the work is never done. The road is long and hard and, it'll be dead done when I'm dead really like when I am pure spirit because I cannot be pure spirit in a physical exactly. body <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah I know yeah it's 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 all different ways and bless everybody bless all of us for trying to help people see the light right but it's like the only thing we could ever do is find different ways to 
to tell people to listen to themselves. Like there's just, there's no other way. There is no, it's just like losing weight. There's no secret pill. There's, you have to sit with yourself. You have to talk to yourself. You have to feel your emotions. You have to do all that. I, it, yeah, it, it's futile to try to tell somebody how to do it. You can, you can nudge them along. Here's a book. Here's this, here's that. But ultimately yeah. you have to learn the difference between the voices in your head that you have to learn that yourself and only you know how you talk to yourself so that's why you have to figure it out i can't figure it out for you no absolutely it's just like kind of like recovery in lots of ways like you have exactly. to have a willingness and, and nobody can force it on you nobody can make you do it and it's not something that you i've never recovered i will always kind of be in that mentality of if i do drugs or drink or stuff like that I'm not going to do them successfully maybe for a time but like that's not going to lead me down the road I want to be just like if I stop working on spirituality and think that I've attained um, this perfect spirituality I'll be, do some very unspiritual stuff <laughs> very quickly after yes immediately I mean yeah immediately and that's there the awareness comes in as soon as and I get that I get like okay I've got it figured out and yeah I know it's like I do unspiritual stuff, even though I work on spirituality on a consistent basis. Well, we're, we're human. You, you have to, like, the thing is, and that's what, like, I, you have to constantly remember, like, we've been spirit. We've been spirit for fucking ever. We're humans for this long. Mm -hmm. Figure out how to be a human. Don't figure out how to be a spirit. Like, we know how to do that. <laughs> figure yeah, right. Yeah, human. <laughs> that's, that's the new one. So let's it's like doing drugs and trying to act normal. <laughs> Right, right. I like got to dial it in and act like how I would act if I'm not on drugs. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get really drunk and then go hang out with my family and pretend like I'm sober. It's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> just wasted the whole experience. You just wasted all that booze. <laughs> wasted exactly. money. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, that's and we and we all have those. It's just, it's just catching them. It's catching how crazy your animal is. It's mm -hmm. catching this computer constantly. This computer loves to identify and call and name. And I, I've done that before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what it does. Yeah, it's a little spam sender outer in, in your mind. <laughs> it is. It is. It's yeah. It's your it's your email filter called your psyche. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Beverly. Um. I don't have anything else that I want to say. Um, how do you think your your uh, reading was? And oh, I loved it. I think it was right on point. I think it brought up the stuff that um, wasn't surprised, right? But also like, huh, I haven't looked at that for a minute. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me visit that. Um, I'll definitely meditate later. That's definitely what I'll do, and I'll I'll touch base on some of those talked about yeah it was super helpful i like that awesome thank you yeah i'm gonna give you one more card on the way out and then if you want to close this out you can this one i'm not going to shuffle i'm just going to mix them around and tell me when to stop uh, stop stop that orange one yeah this one yeah one under it yeah the bird <laughs> one of course <laughs> it's orange <laughs> can you the carnal soul's food is seeds of evil. Show them and they grow and grow irresistibly. Carnal soul's food is seeds of evil. Show them and 
Ooh, I love that. Yes. 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 That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I like those roomy cards a lot. That's a roomy Oracle deck. Of course it is. <laughs> right. And you got a bird on it and it was relative to what we were just talking about in lots of ways. It's like, you can't, you can't follow those evil things, those destructive things, because they will continue to grow and grow. What you focus on grows. Yes, yes. Plant the seeds of change and unconditional love, and they will grow. Mm. Way to flip it around. I like that. Yes, yes. You flip the script. <laughs> Got to. That's what I do. I'm dyslexic. I feel like that is a gift, because I flip things all the time, and sometimes it's for a better, better perspective. So maybe that's... My superpower is my dyslexia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up everything for us since from now, but maybe now it's going to start working, working in my favor. It will. If you believe it will, it can, you know, so. Yeah. Do you have any words that you want to take us out with? Um, no, thank you so much for having me. It's always fun to, uh, to come chat with you. I learn something every time, so thank you. Yeah, me as well. Thank you. Don't believe. Don't follow. Do not consume. Do not watch. Largely what I'm talking about here is reclaiming experience. This is what's been taken from us. It's a self-advancing, self-expanding, self-defining process. And it takes no prisoners. The real world isn't a spiritual world, it isn't a material world, it isn't an empty world, it isn't a solid world, it's simply...